contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? All right, everybody, welcome aboard. This is the Mentor in the Mirror podcast. My name is Ta. My name is Cole. We are Ta Cole. So we're excited today to have one of our really dear friends to come on, and we're going to be sharing some other perspectives you may not have heard throughout all of this. And we're going to be talking a bit about just listening to your body in general, but as a nutritionist, some of the things that she's seeing as well. So we really want to thank our friend Elaine for coming on the show. Hi, Elaine. Hey, Elaine. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Stoked to have you. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So let's, before we even get on to the topics that I know that we'll carry. Can you let people know a little bit of what you do just so they can get some context a little bit? Absolutely. So I am a clinical nutritionist and that is a, a phrase coined by the people who trained me in this work. Um, essentially what I do is I use nutrition. So nutrients in supplement form as a healing protocol. And I specialize in hormone balancing. And the way that it works, I typically see my clients in person and I use muscle testing as a diagnostic technique. And so what I'm looking for is actually, how are your glands and organs functioning? So I'll look at all the glands and organs in the body, depending on where my clients are at, not necessarily initially when they start, but when they've been with me for a while. So we're looking at how is your digestive function? How is your liver, your gallbladder, your kidneys? And we're using, but the muscle testing is a biofeedback technique. So it's just accessing the information that's in that unspoken part of your brain that's running everything on automatic. So in other words, it's like having a private conversation with all the glands and organs, like checking in. So, you know, liver, how are you doing today? Kidneys, how are you doing? How are you doing intestines? Okay, so you're not doing so great. What kind of nutrients could we provide for you in supplement form, food in supplement form that gives you the raw materials you need to start working better? And Mm -hmm. whenever I find a weakness, wherever it is in the body, we're always looking at interference factors too, or things that we call stressors. So heavy metals, chemicals, um, and food sensitivities, scars on the surface of the body that have broken up the communication pathways, how the nervous system is communicating with the rest of the body. And then the topic that we're all talking about now is microbes. And microbes fall into four different categories. There's bacteria, viruses, funguses and parasites. And um, so, you know, viruses are on everybody's minds right now because that's what's going on in the world. And I've been seeing some really interesting patterns that that I wanted to share with everybody that might help um, just get a different perspective on, on, on how to take care of yourself and maybe what's going on in the world. Awesome. Thanks. So could you describe really quickly what muscle testing is? How, do, how does that work? So again, muscle testing is a biofeedback technique. It's accessing information that's in the unconscious part of your brain, you know, the the part of your body that's running everything on automatic. And when I'm doing it in person, what I'm actually accessing is because your nervous system fibers run under the right under the surface of your skin. So as soon as I touch a gland or organ on somebody, their nervous system is sending a message to their brain. So if there's stress in that area of the body that I have my hands on, liver, digestion, spleen, lungs, heart, wherever it is, then the arm will actually go weak. So it's a mm. super quick, non-invasive way to get a to get a lot of information from the body very, very quickly. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the dis- I appreciate the uh, the explanation because I hear a lot about muscle testing, but I, I very seldom hear 
what the actual procedure is like. And and it sounds, I mean, it sounds very intuitive and uh, thank you. I, I appreciate the way you describe yeah, it. There's, there's me, a science but. to it. There's an art to it. People use muscle testing in different ways. I'm using it to assess the functions of the body, the glands, mm. the organs, the system, how everything's working together. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And so in, in these trying times with this, uh, this virus, this microbe, that uh, the COVID nineteen and and just the times that we're having, uh, what what are your thoughts on this as far as uh, healthy upkeep of the body and what could support people to move to be able to have uh, an immune system that's on peak to help them move through this this time? So I'm glad that you asked about the immune system and a lot of people are talking about that. So what I'm seeing actually goes above and beyond immune system function. So if it's okay with you, I'll go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, in the spring of last year, I started to see a shift in patterns. So I've been in practice since 2004. And most of the time when people come in with any kind of a virus, bacteria, fungus, parasite, they have their immune system is activated and temporarily weakened because it's working really hard for them. So we have to give more nutrients so the immune system can continue to function for them. And they usually don't feel very good. But we'll, you know, I'll choose one or two products, um, a few things to support that process. And by the next time I see them, two, three, four weeks later, it's cleared from their body. So the, uh, the immune glands have come back to full function and the body is saying that the microbes no longer are there. And I use test kits to monitor those kind of things. Starting last spring, um, I started to see, and it was only a handful of clients initially, but more virus activity than seen before and causing disruption in the body in deeper ways. So going above beyond disrupting a temporary disruption in immune function into disrupting different functions in the body, like the, the digestive system or the detoxification glands. And um, also that it was taking a lot longer to clear their body, a lot longer to fix the functional disruption that had occurred because of the microbes being there and a lot more change in nutritional support in order to get them through all of that. But again, it was just a handful of clients initially. And then, um, so I saw a bit of that in the spring last year, so 2019. And then in June last year, I had this massive surge. So June usually for me is a time where my practice starts to slow down. I have a lot of teachers, the kids are going on break, people are looking forward to vacation, they kind of settle down a little bit, they're not as stressed. So people, I, I love that time of the year, especially for my clients, because I want them to feel really great. And they're usually miss, moving into that space, at least for the summer months where they're going to feel really good. And I had this massive surge of people coming in with all of these kind of weird things that I just described, um, much more so than I've ever seen before and at a very unusual time of the year. Um, so that lasted for the month of June and then things kind of quieted down. And I had a little bit of that come up in the fall. And some more of like the usual things that I would see a few people that were sick, their immune system would have been temporarily activated. Um, but right after Christmas this year, everything changed. So just after Christmas, um, pretty much every single client that I have, and I have like 20 to 30 visits that I do per week with different clients. So 100, 120 people that I see over the course of a month and almost every single one, very few exceptions has some type of microbe in their body, typically mm. viruses and multiple viral families. So um, there could be multiple strains that they're dealing with. So not just one viral thing, many viral things. 
and not necessarily activating the immune system for a lot of people going directly like deeply, deeply into their tissues, sometimes taking down the function of their whole digestive system, sometimes their whole detoxification pathways. But over the three months that I've been watching this unfold, the most common things and the biggest pattern that I'm seeing is these are viruses, again, multiple families, and the, the things that are being affected the most are the large intestine and the kidneys. Mm. A lot of my clients that have come in with the viruses starting at the beginning of the year still have the viruses in their body. Mm -hmm. So there's a really, really long time to clear, and those functions have been diminished or disrupted that entire time. So that's a really long period of time, and I've never, ever seen anything like this before. Yeah, that's... That's pretty bananas. I, I appreciate the fact that you've you've taken an inventory and you really watch. Uh, I've, you know, as being a, a, a practitioner myself, and you know, Cole and I, we take data on people and we really study the trends in what's going on with people. So I really appreciate you you being in that space of of, of awareness. So, what are some things? Let's say someone isn't even immunocompromised necessarily, right? But they're just looking to fortify their immune system. Um, what are some ways that they can kind of self-check in or what are some markers they could look for? And not necessarily just with COVID-19, but with, with health in general, what are some of the things they could be doing to boost and help prevent like the proliferation of a virus? Yeah. Of so any kind. Every, yeah. Everybody's homework has been, because I, you know, I like to work on different lifestyle pieces and people are in at different phases of their journey. Some people come in where they already have their nutrition dialed in or their hydration dialed in. Um, and, but everybody's homework all year has been hydration. And it's, uh, so I just say self-care, extreme self-care as much as you can. And that's staying hydrated, like every day, getting your daily amount of water, um, minimizing sugar, alcohol. Exactly. If I have mine next to me too. Um, nutrients. So eating organic, a variety of foods, fresh produce, you know, trying to stay really on track with your nutrients and keep inflammatory things and sugar and processed oils and all of that kind of stuff out of your diet as much as possible. And movement and stress reduction practices, sleep and rest. And so those are the two things I've been saying to people too. You need to get enough sleep every night and you need to rest. And rest is very different than sleep because most people are going like, all day long, they, you know, from the moment they get out of bed in the morning, they go, go, go until they hit the bed again at night. And there's no time for rest in there, no time for physical rest, no time for mental rest. And um, that's really, really critical because when you're going 24 seven like that, you're, it's tons and tons of resources that your body is using. And it doesn't give your body enough resources to be able to handle what, what else it has to deal with right now. So basic lifestyle things for sure. Um, I'm also really, really big on customization. So all of those things are really important and yet not, there's no one right way of eating that's going to work for everybody. So you could take a healthy food and keep trying to put it in your body every day and be thinking, you know, something's not working. This, this should be making me feel better. Well, yes, it's a healthy food, but it may not be right for you. So it's paying attention to your own body and tweaking your own lifestyle for a way that works for you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know something that that we've that we work deeply in, and you know this, we work deeply in in uh, helping people to unravel shame, and that area of the body that you're speaking of, the large intestine and the the kidneys, is in the area that's in the that happens to reside in the, the solar plexus chakra, and that's the area of the body we find mm-hmm. that people hold a lot of uh, that have a lot of shame in their lives, uh, and and aren't that able holding to bring on to. honest mm-hmm. honest expression of the self to the surface. Uh, they have issues and they tend to be more susceptible to uh, any kind of pathogen in that particular region. And I think right now in in the way the world is, uh, there's there's a lot of people hiding and there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, particularly in this country with with the way our government is functioning and the way our healthcare system is. There's, There's a lot around that. What are your thoughts on that? That, I love that perspective. I wasn't aware of that. Um, and it just makes me think, you know, one of the things that I have been aware of is the people that are doing the best are the ones that are taking really good care of themselves. Mm-hmm. But I know that stress can push them over the edge. And that's why I've been giving everybody that homework, like self-care, because if your body gets super stressed, then you're, you're, it's going to create something bigger. Like people are doing fine. They're feeling good. They're functional. Um, so I just wonder from like an energetic worldwide perspective, if that, um, you know, what, what's being triggered in that way where that might be contributing to what I'm seeing in that physical plane. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been something that's been intriguing us it's, it, because that and coming up a lot, it's been coming up a lot with people in, in these disruptions in that particular area of the body and the way our society is uh, it, it's, it's, I'm just intrigued that all of this is, is happening all at once and I'm I'm so glad that 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 this is kind of tying things together for you and for us. Um, I appreciate the explanations that you've thrown out so far because it helps me to actually put things into perspective. Uh, this perspective that you've given me today is a tremendous gift uh, because that's something that I never considered as far as uh, you know muscle testing and the nutritional aspects. And the, you know the self care issue, uh, we, we 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 tend to find that in the the wellness realm, people talk about nutrition, they talk about movement. And the the idea of self-honesty is the, I, I believe is the deepest self-care that we can have for ourselves is to be able to express ourselves fully so that the body can relax. And, and if you're relaxed, everything can flow through you the way it needs to. So the signals move easier. But when you have that blockade, that energetic blockade in specific areas, and you know, I've studied chakra maps, these things really correlate to a lot of the disease entities we have. And when energy is not moving, just like you said, if there's something going on in an area, the signal, but you're going to get that weakness when you, when you do the muscle test. And it makes, it makes so much sense. I'm so glad that you're bringing this up. This is tying things together for me, sister. So Thank you. I really appreciate uh, your vantage point on this. This is you when you said, "Yeah, I have a, a unique perspective." I wasn't anticipating this, so this is this is awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Do you have any sense of you know where you guys are seeing it as well? And you're doing more of nervous system based, like body based. Um, why why this is coming up so much right now for everybody? I mean, we've made up some pretty entertaining stories from you know because at the end of the day. Everything that's being created through an individual's perspective comes from their own conditioning and whatever they're taking in, whether it's nutrition, the news, the source of the news, whatever, right? They are consuming. And each person's individual basis for consumption creates the image they're projecting into the world. So for our friends that are in New York City, for our friends that are in the Bronx, they have a very different experience of the virus because of the amount of exposure to people. Mm 
to a perpetuation of the fear and what they're seeing. So it gets a deeper genetic imprint. It's the same thing as, you know, someone can have, um, uh, what's the kind of trauma? I, I always forget this word for some vicarious. reason. Vicarious trauma. I'm like visceral. Why can I think of the V? It is visceral. It is visceral. <laughs> but it is how vicarious trauma is. Even the people in New York that haven't had COVID or not to their knowledge or whatever, what they are seeing, what they are witnessing, what they're experiencing is still very traumatizing. And what we know from the study of epigenetics is how environment um, impacts the expression of our genes, right? So the people's experience where we are and what we're consuming is going to imprint deeper than almost anything else will. That's why when we see descendants and, and have worked with people that are refugees of war-torn countries or the Holocaust or anything, there are certain habitual patterns that become literal imprints in the physiological habits of the body. So as far as what we are seeing, it depends on who we talk to. We're seeing all of it. The people we're talking, into, in, talking to in New York have one experience of the virus. People who have actually had the virus have different experiences of the virus, dependent on what their experience of the virus was. And that also has to do with their personal experience with being sick and childhood traumas and, and past experiences in, you know, some people when something bad happens, and I say bad in air quotes, something bad happens to them and they really don't get sucked into the suffering of it. It's like, cool, I take care of myself, I rest, I get what I need, and I get better. And other people will lean in to suffering because it brings significance and connection and love and not to differentiate from people that die or not, right? This is a, this is a separate thing than some, someone's mortality. But there is a known difference with how someone heals from any virus or, or bacteria or cancers or ate the wrong food, according to mindset. And that doesn't mean you can mindset your way out of it. It means mindset matters. And, it, and so with every person we talk to, it varies according to the childhood development and their belief structures around control and security and finance. And that is what makes the difference on what we're seeing. We see all of it. And shame. And shame on a yeah. really, really deep level. And what we've been unraveling, Elaine, is that shame is not just your parents saying you're no good or something like that. When you get injured, right? Shame is the it comes is drawn from the idea that something is wrong with you, bad about you, or broken about you, right? The idea is that those things are broken. So when you get injured, something is broken about you. When you get sick, Something is wrong with you. The idea that something is wrong with you, the projection of it, the anxiety that comes from a future projection of something being wrong with you. And this doesn't have to be about, you know, you did this. It's something wrong. The idea that something is wrong with your physicality, your mentality, or the ideas around yourself causes a disruption in, in that particular area, that solar plexus chakra area of the body. Specifically. And, and specifically. And that's where we've been finding this stuff come up. It's around the shame things. And, and I, I, I don't think that it's it's a happenstance that we've been delving into this shame stuff really, really deeply, del delving into this self-honesty stuff really, really deeply. 
You know, when we talk to people about food, how are you eating? Oh, I eat good. And they I, don't, eat, I, eat, I, eat good. I eat good. Meanwhile, they're having Twinkies and stuff that they're being secretive about, and they're not bringing this stuff to the surface. And this also affects the, the gut biome. This affects everything that's going on. And we have all these microbes that are living within us, right, and reproducing and doing all this stuff that actually allow us and help us to function. These things get thrown out of, out of balance when we aren't honest in that area. And that has been having a dramatic impact change in, in, uh, in, in people's health that we've been noticing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's so interesting. So I'm, I'm, I just want to clarify. So like people are having a different experience based on their, their past and the way that, you know, their neural program is going. And so the, my curiosity is in, I, I understand how people are responding to the news and the information. And yet I started to see a shift before things started happening in the news. And I, I don't follow the news per se, um, because I know what it does to people's physiology and the strong images and things like that. And, um, you know, whether or not it's giving you the truth or not. So it's just something that I choose not to participate in. But it's just really curious. So I just wonder if even because things started shifting in my practice before things really started blowing up here, if there's just this like energy that's coming around and already disrupting people even before it hit, it, even before we're getting the images and the reports. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. I believe this has been in the works for a while. This is not something that just happened out of, you know, out of, out of the blue. We've we, been building this up for a long time and it's really, it really started to come to a head last, the last in the, year. In the last yeah. summer, the beginning of the last, last spring is when things started yeah. to really get wonky. So, you know, it's a buildup. And when you, when you consider that we are all one, we're all breathing the same atmosphere, we're walking on the same ground, right? The, the translation of energy is moving through all of us. So if one physiology perceives something, it moves into the next physiology, moves into the next one, and it, there's a buildup, there's a gradual buildup. It's like waves mm -hmm. that are just going through humanity. And so this is a, this is a tidal wave. It's yeah, like, we're really seeing it. This is the, this is, <laughs> and we've been saying since last summer, really since last spring at Paleo FX last year when we spoke there, um, that there's a new wave of human evolution coming in. And we said, for those that aren't aware and are not bringing awareness to their felt sense, what they're experiencing, where they're operating from, um, they're going to get dragged in the undertow of the wave because everybody is coming for a shift. We didn't know it was going to look like this. And yet, if you go back to everything that we've been saying for the last year, we said, look, you know, you're going to, you can't control the wave. You can learn how to navigate and direct yourself within the wave, learn how to surf. You know, you watch surfers that can navigate and do tricks and go down in the tube and, and the pipe. Anyway, plant that. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> it's, it's knowing that what we have the ability to do is first we have to have a, a sense of individuality in the collective, mm -hmm. which is different than the I. And I'm not going to get deep into that right now. Anyone that wants to go deeper into it, we can. But there's a difference between... I'm not like anyone else and recognizing individuality from the everything and the everyone because of the way that we do imprint and create projections. That's not the collective projection that is yours in co-creation with the collective projections. So as we started to see things shift, we watched it in government. We've watched it in political agendas. We've watched it in almost every facet of healthcare uh, fitness, uh, politics, and things have been almost like a dinosaur dying. Like there is a paradigm shift that has been coming, which made things a lot louder, 
a lot of things um, seem just big and explosive and scary. And so for me, this was this is the macro of what's been going on. This is just the global representation yeah. of what's been happening to the individual organism. And now we can't ignore it anymore. Nope. Uh, for all of humanity, we're getting a mirror to our face right now. Uh, whether you believe in the in the models of COVID-19 makes no difference. It's here and the impact of it is here. Um, The virus itself may not be infecting every person. The energy itself is infecting everyone. So it's really taking this opportunity to assess where we are in our collective lives as individuals together. Yeah, I'm so fascinated to hear your account of that because we haven't talked about, you know, I've worked with you guys over this past year, but I've never heard you and I listened to your podcast, but I haven't heard you talk about the 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 um the timeline of what you just shared with me. And so we're seeing the same correlations just from a different perspective. Yep, yep we are. So yeah. fascinating. It, it is fascinating. And you know, I journal every day. Like well, just about every day. I, I'm not gonna sit here and bullshit. It there, is the intention and it happens most. I, I journal just about every day yeah. and I've been going through my journals from the last three years and just seeing the cascade of difference of what's going on in this world and with myself has been dramatic. You know, when Cole and I first got together, I was I was working uh, 12 hour shifts in the hospital. I was touring around as a musician. I was doing all this stuff and I kept saying, I got to get out of this healthcare system. This healthcare system is dysfunctional and it's not, and it's, it's not working uh, properly. And, you know, they're giving people medications. And, and in New York City, I watched, I worked at five, I think five different hospitals in New York City that closed down in my career, in, in, the, in the path, the last 10 years of my career. And I think there were 12 or 13 that closed down at the end of my career. And it was dramatic how many. And we're talking about one of the biggest, uh, most busy, cities in the world. And they took out 12 hospitals from the municipal area. I think 12 or maybe more. Uh, don't don't get me uh, don't, don't quote, quote me on the number, but it's at least 12 hospitals closed down. I worked in five of them. And and these are big hospitals, not little tiny hospitals. And when St. Vincent's closed down, I was like, oh, something this is bad some shit bears, is going to go down in the next couple of years. And this city is not going to be able to deal with it. It's not equipped anymore. It's not equipped. And this is one amount of, the, of people. And this is one of the reasons why things are going the way they're going in New York City is because they don't have the facilities. They don't have the facilities and the staff is not is not is not able to manage it in this facilities that they have. So it looks a lot. I mean, it, it's everything is congealed into these in mm-hmm. these spaces. So people are going into the hospital and they're getting COVID in the hospital. I have a, uh, I have a friend whose mom died uh, after she went into the hospital and got COVID in the hospital. So this is, you know, this is part of, of, of the, the cycle of stuff that's been gradually building. We've been seeing little bits and pieces of it. We're putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's an important distinction that people are going on the extremes of one side or the other. Either COVID is this big hoax or it is not. And again, that is irrelevant at this point because of the way that it has infected energetically the minds of the entire world. Uh, Whether you wanted it to or not is irrelevant as well. So what people are doing now is they're going and looking at hospitals and saying, oh, it's not overrun. There's not people everywhere. It's remembering that they had to shut down all surgeries, anything that wasn't life-saving right now, elective surgeries or surgeries that are not emergency, not happening. So that doesn't mean all the beds that are open are available for a patient who is intubated. That's not how it works. So, you know, and at the same time, all the fear mongering, it is not the way that it is being presented on media that we are not 
that we don't have a handle on the patients coming in. Listen, I have friends. I have friends that work in New York City. I worked in New York City for yeah. a long time, so I'm checking in on my colleagues. And this, the stories that I'm hearing are, are heart wrenching. They are. They're and, horrifying. You know, when when you have to when you have to bring an iPad into a room to, so that somebody can say goodbye to their kids before they die is is uh it's ridiculous when you have to move bodies outside of an emergency room or the hospital period into an 18 wheeler that has freezers uh for bodies because the morgue's it's, full it's ridiculous yeah. when the, these things are ridiculous when your operating room is an icu your ccu is an icu your telemetry units are icus your your uh step down units all everything is an icu in in the hospital now because there's no place the icus usually have 20 beds 10, 20 beds, depending on the size of the hospital. Now you've got multiple units that are being converted. So you may not see that on the ground floor when you're in the ER, but this is what's going on in these hospitals. And these staff, the staff is being overwhelmed and, and they're exhausted and they're putting themselves in the space where they're going to they start crashing. They're going to start crashing soon. Yep. And if that continues, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be really, really messed up. Yeah. So this is, this is something that is real. Um, you know, regardless if you believe it's a hoax or not, it's affecting people. People are dying. People are getting sick. And on top of that, people are afraid. And so that their bodies are, since they're afraid, that shame cycle comes into play. And that area of the body that you are talking about is getting disrupted. And fear has been building, 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 especially in this country. I can't speak for other countries. I can speak for the United States. And, and the people and, we actually the, talk to. And the people that we talk else. to and the dealings with the, the the political stuff back and forth. People are scared, gun this and, and, and mass shootings that and all of these things going on. There's a lot of fear happening. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that fear is it drives the the fear is right below that chakra. That's the the, the 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 sacral chakra. When you come right above that, that's the the solar plexus, and that's where the shame stuff is. And, and well, that's where both of those areas, the 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 sacral and the and the solar plexus. That's where that's where all of the shame and the self self esteem and all that stuff resides. And that's where we're seeing the most stuff with people. So I really, well, your perspective has illuminated things for me in ways you can't understand. I am so grateful for you being here with us today. Oh, I'm so glad to share it. So one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, just from a, from a purely physical perspective with someone that's really interested in getting my clients to a place where they're super healthy, which, you know, allows them to be expansive in other, other areas of their lives is if, if there's if 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 what's happening with my clients is happening out in the world and there are people walking around with disrupted function but it's they don't they're not feeling it how is that going to play out from a long-term perspective so right. if their kidneys are only working at 20 percent but there's no indication that their kidneys are low functioning how is that gonna what's going to happen to them three weeks from now three months from now five years from now are they going to develop a severe infection or are they going to develop a disease process and never know that it started now and we well, yeah this could, this could be another thing that we're going to have on the spectrum like ex ex exploding health problems i mean we're, we already we're, country we're going we have so many long-term health problems so is this going to just exacerbate that and then just what you said is if if they're if they've been shutting down hospitals and this continues on this plane, then even even 
we're, we're going to get the, the systems are going to get overwhelmed down the road, just as they are right now in this acute situation. Yeah. Yes. The thing is like, there's, there's a fine line between creating projections and understanding where it goes from here and taking action to say, Hey, this is the foresight of what could be to come. Here's what needs to happen right now. And this includes for any coach, mentor, consultant, or otherwise, if the language isn't directed to, it doesn't have to be from the fear space, but from the space of right now is when your conscious awareness of how your body is functioning is critical because three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, you are in the current process of creating crisis or moving away from it because all of this stress right now, people are still in a more... Uh, kind of at the beginning of that fight or flight adrenaline dump because of the last two weeks. Now people's immune systems are going to start to tank from being revved up for long periods of time. So the invitation is for us to really let people know that we've got to bring awareness to the body right now. And if someone claims or says they're a leader, an innovator, a change maker, a CEO, someone that leads their family, moms, whatever, until we take responsibility to figure out how our body is functioning. We are going to continue to give it to the to someone outside of us like the government, which means we are reliant on a vaccine or we're reliant on an eradication of a virus. And it is outside of us to control. So until we get control in here, this is the inner game to slow down the trajectory that is looming and it's doom and gloom if it keeps going that way. And so this is the wake up call for anyone listening right now, because I, I can conceive everything that is possible with those things. I don't go too far down the what if, because if we imagine all the worst case scenarios, we are going to perpetuate that fear feeling in the body, that stress response and tax the adrenals, tax the immune system. So it's what actionable steps to fortify the self needs to happen right now so that we don't continue down this road any longer because i know for me i will not be taking a vaccine that has not been tested and otherwise for them to guess to rush to fortify fear um people that are in overwhelm and are trying to protect their families and they mean well but when you understand how things are tested and you understand the statistics of vaccines then and i know that alcohol is out Refined sugar is out. Dairy is out. Anything that causes an inflammatory response for there to be more mucus for a virus to proliferate in is out. So this is the calling for us to take responsibility for ourselves as individuals or it is going to be mandated outside of us, which still isn't going to solve the immunity issue. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with your perspective 100%, which is why I was so excited to have this opportunity to share what I've been seeing in my practice, is it really is that that calling. It's not, it's, I don't want people to go into a fear perspective. I, that's not why I share that information. It's like, we can take control of these things. We have yeah. responsibility of our own bodies. And now it's really, really time to step in and dial in our self-care. And not only... Um, from this, not I, flippant is the word that's coming to mind, but it doesn't quite describe what I'm thinking. Not from this, this, uh, you know, sort of minor perspective of, oh, well, you know, I'm going to the gym twice a week and I'm eating some vegetables and I'm drinking some water. Like, no, it needs to be way more than that. 
And if you don't understand the U.S. food supply and our labeling laws, now is the time to really get engaged with that kind of information so that you know that you're fortifying your body. You know that your filters are filtering your water. You're counting the ounces you're drinking every day. You're, you, you know that you're getting good sleep. You're not overextending yourself whenever possible. Um, you're taking extra time to rest. You're thinking about your relationships. And also, I know you guys talk about this in the work that you do is creating this life team. And I love that perspective. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of creating a health team. So the things that keep my body strong, I don't do on my own. All of the things that I just mentioned, those are within my control. And I've spent a lot of time educating myself. So I know that my choices are really dialed in. But I also have body workers that I work with. And if something was going on with my body, I would be looking for other practitioners. Like I've worked with you guys this year because I'm interested in getting my nervous system to a calmer place. So now it's really time, like, take the responsibility that you can take and then who else can help me? And so that I really understand not only how strong my body is, but what else might be going on in my life that could be weakening my efforts or where, where am I falling short? Yeah. 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 And and like you said, education is the key, you know, educating yourself and, and becoming educated on this. One of the issues that I'm finding with people is that it's hard for them at this moment to really take in information because their nervous system is their the sympathetic nervous system is heightened. And when you get into that space, you lose your intelligence you lose empathy, right? The, these things go out the window. Uh, and, and it's really important for, for people to understand it. And logic, logic also goes out the window, logic, empathy, and intelligence. And it's hard for people to really learn. So when we have these things set into place from the gate, like when you have your life team, when you when you start to get wonky and, 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 you, and hey, listen, I'm in this space, somebody else can come in, help you downregulate your nervous system, and you don't have to learn anything. They can help you in that space. And it's setting up this, this type of stuff so that we have this already. So when something like this happens, we don't get overwhelmed. Our bodies are able to manage as much as possible through this stuff because we have these systems in place. And it's really important for, for people to understand that in order for them to really take on information that is not aligned with the fear space, they have to be out of the fear space. Fear information vibrates at a particular rate. And that rate is, is the same as, as your epinephrine, norepinephrine, cortisol. Those things vibrate at a particular rate. That's a that's a, a, a kind of a fear frequency if you want to get woo about it, right? And when you get into that space, it's really hard for you to take on information. When you get calm, when you get kind of chill, you can pull that information in. But it's really important for us at this at this particular juncture to be able to get that nervous system to calm down so that we can actually take on that information, that education. I think anyone can relate to being at a point where they were late trying to leave their house, couldn't find their keys. Look for them everywhere. Can't find it, can't find it. You ask your partner, spouse, roommate, friend, and they're like, they're right here. You didn't see them. The reason you couldn't see them is because you actually were losing access to a part of your brain that is consciously aware that can see it's going into this subconscious reptilian reactive thing where you can't see it. Part of my life team strategy with Ta is that if I can't find something, I go, baby, it is not in my periphery right now. Like it's not where I am. I cannot find it. It's not that it isn't here. It's understanding that my stress response is up, which quite literally makes it so that you cannot see things. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening culturally. And again, it doesn't have to say that there aren't really people dying and it doesn't have to say that 
uh, it is very much being overblown as far as how it's being talked about too. And I won't get into my perspective on the whole economic shutdown because I think that that was a gross over action for the, how it was done. I just don't think that we had a choice because of what had already been bled out into the public. So, you know, we're all here riding the wave at this point, Elaine, and I appreciate so much the work that you do with people. Can you let people know uh, what kind of services you offer? So as they're looking to get in touch with themselves and since everything's virtual now at the moment, you know, that you can work with anyone from anywhere. Yeah, I I totally get how that your brain shuts down when you're in stress mode. But even developing that awareness right now and being like, okay, I can't take on any knowledge right now, but I know that there's a weakness that and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let this go by. So when my body starts to calm down, I'm gonna step it up and I'm gonna get that education and shifting things for myself. Yes, yes. going to continue forever so they can put their everything on hold right now and just be aware that they're they can be vulnerable but they can fortify everything a couple weeks from now when things start to settle down yes um so as i said i most of my services have been um in person doing muscle testing and i am going to start transferring that skill into a virtual space so i can help people um, understand what's going on with their bodies um, doing muscle testing, you know, through a situation like this via phone, Zoom, things like that. Um, I also created just quickly over the last week um, an offer to do an intensive with people. So if there's somebody that knows that they have a weakness now, they have been neglecting their self-care or they're not quite sure, um, I can spend a couple hours on Zoom with them and go through their lifestyle with them. And, and, and like this is dialed in. This is good. This is a vulnerable spot for you. And these are the steps that you can start taking in order to move you to that space or really helping people understand where they're at and what they need to work on to get to that place where they do really feel strong and um, capable because that that's, that's been one of the greatest gifts for me. I spent more than two decades of my life struggling with my health. If I was in the poor health that I was 20 years ago during this, I would have, I would have fallen prey to this. I definitely would have gotten sick for sure. Um, so it's such a gift to be able to like, I can trust my body. I know it's strong and I know that I can take really good care of it. And I want to help other people move into that mm-hmm. space. Um, so you can find me at immuneboostinglife.com, designyourhealthylife.com. They're the same website. I also have a podcast and um, I do have a free a, a freebie that I've kind of pulled in together over this past week. And it's talking about all the things that we talked about tonight, like drugs really dialing in your self-care and getting those foundational pieces in place and then looking at, okay, now I'm, I think I'm eating really good, but is this really working for my body? I think I'm getting enough movement, but is this movement really working for my body? And what else might be going on that you could be missing out on? So um, that's just a report that I created and that's free to download. I'd love for everybody to have it. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for that amazing gift. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm so. Listen, I love the work that you do. I love you. You're. You're such an awesome person. Uh, it's. It's been great to work with you, and it's been wonderful to have you on here. And thank you so much for the light bulb today. Thank you. I really. I, I can't express my gratitude enough for the the dots that you've connected for me on this on this uh on this interview. So thank you so much. Really oh, appreciate. Thank you so much too. And and that is reciprocated a thousandfold because you guys have been such a tremendous blessing in my life. You've helped me um, through a really difficult period this year. You've helped me move 
into the, the level of expansion with my health, with my consciousness, the way that I'm always intended to. And um, I have I still have yet to see anyone that has the language that you guys have that talks about things and, and the way that you do. And even just connecting to that on, you know, a couple of times a week by listening to the podcast, that helps me stay open and in moving into that expansion and considering all the things that I need to do. And it's such a tremendous gift. I'm so grateful for. Mm, thank you, sister. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely, we're looking for this world where it's nobody's on these pedestals. We're right here with each other. And so it's eye to eye. I help you. You help me. We eat with each other. We talk with each other. We see each other. We know each other, you know, and, and it's, a, it's, it's such a blessing to, to have you in our lives, girl. Seriously. I love <laughs> you and i can't wait till this is over so i can hug you <laughs> i just love like, you as well i love you i love you Ta. i can't wait to see you guys in person in a few months yeah yeah definitely and uh before we jump off i, I want to give a shout to meryl aaron who's always rocking with us thank you for watching and uh another colleague of mine keith chu uh, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for rocking on the front lines uh, and bringing people in and helping people and saving people's lives, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you listening. And we love you too. So this is the Mentor in the Mirror podcast. My name is Ta. My name is Cole. We, we are, are Ta, Ta Cole. Cole. This is Mentor in the Mirror. As Ta just said, don't forget to rate, review, review subscribe, share with, with a, a friend. friend, tag a friend. You know, this is the kind of information that isn't being expressed. And we're not here. Uh, we don't generally get too far into statistics on our show. We're here to help you illuminate what things can help support you, your immune system, the people that you love, so that you can pivot and make the decisions necessary for what's here and what's to come. So especially if you are a business owner, CEO, high performance individual that's looking to take that proactive step into this next evolution of humanity, text OPTIMIZE to 22999. Again, that's OPTIMIZE just on your cell phone to 22999. We're going to be doing some conference calls to really get into the depths of what's next for humanity. Um, we're looking at another recession and what that means to make sure that we can get some epic support and systems for this next paradigm that has already started crowning <laughs> <laughs> and with that we love you be free, free.